0: This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. I'm here today on a Sunday, and it happens to be Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl 54 to be exact, and I'm here with my partner, husband, and fellow consultant at the Schuler Group, Mark, to talk about the very interesting lineup for today's game the San Francisco 49ers, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And why do we find that so interesting, Mark?
1: Well, we find it interesting because, well, first of all, a little background. I, was, I, I lived a lot of my life in California, and of course, what does that mean? It means 49ers. I mean, there were, you know, L.A. had their team too, but basically the 49ers were it. And, of course, my mother was the biggest football fan in the history of, you know, you look her picture up in the dictionary, you look up, biggest football fan, and her picture is there. So I, there was a lot of football that went on uh, around the Schuler house. And uh, anyway, but so, so one of the interesting things is that Joe Montana, the quarterback, original quarterback for the 49ers, was in what teams, both the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So it seemed fitting that we we might want to, if we're going to make a Super Bowl theme here, we might want to talk a little bit about that particular gentleman.
0: Absolutely. And You know, he's always been my favorite quarterback. And even though I grew up with um, (laughs) in the South in Texas, so all you Cowboys fans, and my first husband was a Philadelphia Eagles fan and still is. And so we watched a lot of football. And through all the teams that we watched, Joe Montana was always my favorite quarterback. And I was so disappointed when he left the 49ers to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. But when he did, he brought them from a 22 season losing streak to take them to the AFC championship. And I just, to me, he's he was just awesome. He was the highest, he had the highest passer rating in the NFC five times and in the whole NFL twice. He holds the record for the most Super Bowl passes without an interception. That's 122 passes in four games. And he's just incredible. But it's not just because he's an amazing athlete and an awesome quarterback. We think there's more.
1: So um, I was looking, I was watching whatever, you know, commentary, and but it was not necessarily just the, the guys sitting around commenting on the existing football game. This was somebody who was actually talking about why Joe Montana was such an amazing quarterback and an amazing person and you know a lot various things. And he was looking at footage and they basically they, they, they snipped together like 10 different moments in time where essentially it was the, the moment right before he passed the ball down the field. And the commentator said, if you'll notice, it doesn't matter what's going on around him. There could be people flying this way and that way, and he could be being charged and and maybe not blocked. He kept his focus, and then he said, and watch what happens right before he passes. And he basically planted himself, his feet, firmly on the ground exactly where he wanted to be before he would make the pass. Did that every single time in these clips. Now, he didn't use the term centering and grounding Uh, back then but that's a term that we know now and essentially what he did was I am not going to do anything until I feel centered and grounded and then I'm going to go what's remarkable is how he was able to do that when mostly the quarterbacks are just like scrambling and running around and trying to get away from people whatever and he just he said I may get hit but I'm going to be centered and grounded when I do this pass. And that was one of the reasons that he was so amazing is because, and that's probably the reason why that statistic you just read about, uh, what was it, 120 non-intercepted passes or whatever. So that was one aspect of what we were talking about. The other one is that apparently he not only did well but thrived under pressure. The, those last two minutes of the game when when the 49ers were down or the Kansas City Chiefs were down, that's when the other team worried. Anyone, <laughs> anyone who had played the 49ers or the Kansas City Chiefs before realized that if they were down by even seven points in those last two minutes and Joe Montana was up to bat, as it were, they were in trouble. And uh, I thought that was very interesting because you would think that it would be the exact opposite. The other team actually helped. The fact that he was able to do so incredibly in those last two minutes was, was amazing. What began to happen in later years was it, the other team's panic because he was so good in those last two minutes actually helped them to win games to pull it out of the fire at near the end.
0: Yes. And so you use the term, if you didn't in this case, you have in other cases, grace under pressure. pressure yes. And we go back again to these are amazing athletic feats, but it's not all about being really good at your job. This is how we now fold it into why this podcast that usually focuses on employee engagement and leadership and the workforce and all that is talking about football. And Nobody's perfect, but Joe Montana was this paragon of, yes, great athletic ability, but he also seemed kind, intelligent, graceful, gracious. There didn't seem to be much scandal following him around. Again, not perfect. I'm sure none of us are, but it wasn't what we do with some of these these heroes we we idolize is well they were they're really good at this particular aspect of their job but boy in their personal life not such a good person joe montana seemed to
1: exemplify
0: exemplify all the facets and all the spheres and so let's let's bring it into real life the workforce so first of all he was very good at what he did that is important. If if you don't have the ability and the capability, then you're not going to be able to do very well in your particular role or skills would we would call that skills. Exactly. So that's the when we talk about the right person in the right seat, that's the right seat. Mm -hmm. The bigger thing is from what I remember watching, watching the games like you said Mark the other teams being scared if uh, they were down and Joe Montana got the well, ball they, they were up or and, they were up exactly and, and, they were Joe up.
1: Montana got the ball and it was the last few minutes
0: exactly then then yeah they they were the, the statistics were against them Joe inspired his team the fans even the other team i think was probably inspired by him
1: I remember actually an interview with a, with a quarterback, and uh, I think it was the, the, uh, the defense, actually, for the team. And he, they won the game. And he said, we, you know, the other team was down two minutes before, and he said if that was Joe Montana over there, we'd have a problem. <laughs> but he said it wasn't. So guess what? We won the game.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, when he went to Kansas City, and again, I was so sad, but it made sense because there was there was starting to be a split in the 49ers team between Steve Young, who was the up-and-coming quarterback who had done really well when Joe Montana was injured and out, and the team was, was fractured. And so Joe Montana took the graceful way out and said, go ahead and trade me. And that's when he went to Kansas City. Still thought it was very sad. Yay for Kansas City, but I was sad that they let him go. Anyway, he goes to Kansas City and the, the first practice of preseason, the defense side is practicing first. They're done. They normally would just leave, go to the locker rooms, and they all stayed to watch the offense practice because they wanted to see Joe Montana work, you know, and, and you know, be, be in that presence that's why inspiration and motivation is really important you have to that's what being a leader is all about it's inspiring and motivating your people to accomplish what you need them to accomplish
1: well and and he inspired and motivated his people by being who he is he was a model uh he wasn't necessarily out there you know cheering on the troops and, and you know and, and leading from the front he, he did lead from the front but but it was much more about his presence who he was whatever than his actually actually actively leading if you want to call it quote leading uh, I think that was another point to make about about leadership is mostly it's about who you are and about the modeling that you do in any given situation.
0: And let's go back to the, the story you saw, the commentator talking about how he was centered and grounded, even though he didn't use that phrase. Let's talk about that as part of being a good leader and how that comes into play.
1: Well, obviously, everybody observed what happened and what happened over and over again. Uh, the fact that he was able to have both the grace under pressure and stay calm and centered in any circumstance was, he didn't, no, he didn't have to explain that to anybody. He, he modeled it. He showed it to people. So standing in his power is essentially what he did a whole lot, which, again, goes back to the modeling idea, which is, he, I don't th- I, he just did what he did. And we would call it modeling because when we observe him doing what he's doing, we're going, wow, I want to be like that. Or that's really amazing or whatever. Um, So I think part of being a good leader is owning you and how you are and what you do. And, and, and of course, having integrity and a lot of other aspects.
0: And while... No one's perfect. Leaders, CEOs, directors, managers, COOs, CTOs, CTO, CFOs, you know, any C-suite executive. CPOs. CPOs. Uh, chief,
1: chief people officer.
0: Chief people officer. There is that feeling comfortable in that power. This is my position. This is what I'm doing. And what might I need to do to stay centered and grounded? whether that's a daily meditation practice or it's, like you said, Joe Montana simply was that way. I'm sure he had his own rituals, his own practices in order to do that. And so whatever a leader needs to do in order to maintain that grace under pressure, because we all know in these busy times we're in, these organizations that it's just constant things are, are coming at us from every direction. You got this linebacker from there, and you got you got all these these you know these these players coming these at tight you.
1: Tight ends coming around at the last minute.
0: Exactly. How do you not fall apart? How do you not give into crisis mode? How do you not give into oh woe is me or us or the organization? What do you need to do in order to maintain that? And again, I think I think that's too big of a question just to give one answer.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, are we are we going to answer that question here?
0: Uh... No, we're not. So sorry <laughs> if you're if you're waiting for that answer. Great. We're How do I be centered and grounded? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think it, I think the reason we can't answer that is because it's different for everyone. Uh, I mean, some potential things to keep in mind or some things to practice would be pulling your head out of the sand not sorry of the sand because that always has that connotation of your hiding but we can get so mired in the day-to-day Probably well, out of
1: the fog would be a better
0: uh, exactly you can't see that you've we've all heard the phrase you can't see the forest for the trees sometimes you have to lift your head up out of that fog and realize that there's an entire forest made up these of these individual trees we get so caught up in the, the daily meetings and the phone call and the report and the proposal and following up with this person that
1: we lose our center
0: we lose our center and we lose what's what's the bigger picture and that's one of the things we talk about in our leadership model is that landscape view and at ceo of our company I have to have certain things in place in order for me to pull that out. So I have I have my weekly practices where our executive team has our strategy meeting. I have my personal monthly practices where I assess my life in different areas and that gives me a more holistic, wider view of what's going on. I do try on a somewhat regular basis to have my own meditation and grounding practice. and And so those are some answers to well how do you maintain that grace under pressure or how at least do you work at it anything you'd like to add to that mark
1: i think you did a pretty good job with all that and yes and uh, the uh, okay i will say something and that is the reason this is a difficult question how do i center and ground it's different for everybody uh because we all have our own unique ways that we see the world and, and ways that we see ourselves um and it's it's always a work in progress at least for some of us maybe not for Joe Montana but i suspect so it's a work in progress we we have to keep working on keeping our cool as it were
0: absolutely so whoever you're rooting for in Super Bowl 54 may your team do well and win course both of them can't win so one one of them has to win and one of them has to go home not winning and I personally will enjoy watching although I will be a little sad and nostalgic that uh, I don't get to see Joe Montana uh, but I bet his name will be mentioned For sure, as we watch the game. I
1: suspect at some point, yes.
0: Yes. So enjoy the game and enjoy your own version of Grace Under Pressure and Centered and Groundedness. Until next time, may you thrive.